Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a gorgeous, clear Saturday morning. And it uh, looks like it's going to be a hot one out there. I think they're calling for 90 degrees or better, so I'm glad I be indoors all day pretty much, Greg. Got my got my yards done yesterday. And uh, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. Like I say, I'm still trying to recover from boating with a lawnmower. Well, I saw it sitting in the front yard. If you're not going to use it, roll it back in the shed. Well, no, <laughs> it works, but uh, I got too much oil in it. Too much oil in it. You know, and it always says, you you know, with a lawnmower, don't ever overfill it with oil. I think they tell you that with everything. Yeah, they? and it smokes like crazy. Well. And Berta fired it up. She cut a while. And, uh, I mean, it was just smoking. You could smell petroleum all over the place. Well, I... But, but all I had to do was tilted over a little bit, can't the oil, because you don't want the oil to go down on the ground. And uh, then we got to where it don't want to pull right. I said, well, i got to go out there with some WD-40. So, anyway. Well, if anybody can fix it, I think it'd be you. Well, I can pretty it up <laughs> <laughs> or mess it up. But, uh, yeah, it, those lawnmower motors, they can, they can be kind of they can be kind of tricky. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a good hot day. I'm just... I, Glad you got the grass cut. Well, I told you. Well, that's just my front. I, I do my neighbor's yard and everything. I told you the adventure I had last week, didn't I? Cutting the grass. Yeah. Uh, the, Ran over a yellow jacket. Nest. Yeah. We don't like Georgia Tech too much anymore. Or, right? or Union County or Greer. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Uh, they ate me up. I I think we counted my son-in-law and I about a. I don't know, between 15 and 20 stings. I didn't realize that a yellow jacket, I mean, I'm no bugologist or anything, but I didn't know that a, you know, I always knew, a, I always thought a bee would sting you and it died. But I didn't know a yellow jacket could sting you as many times as he wants yeah, to. And I, I mean, think a, some, a couple of them doubled up on me because I was, man, I was in rough shape there for a while. Well, it's not like uh our simulator guy, Larry Burrell, said we had a trouble with that stuff one time, and he said that's the whole deal. If Perry identified like 20 places, he probably got bit 30 times. Well, I tell you what, there was or some, 40. There was some. I don't. I, I don't know if I could have survived that many, but I know I went running in the house from my neighbor's yard, and I swatting them and everything. They still chase you. They'll chase you. Too. Well, I, they were on me. Not only were they chasing me, but they were on me, and. uh so I was spraying myself with Raid because that's all I could put my hands on. I didn't have much of that. And uh texted Hannah to come over and help me, but she was at Barbie. So I, I called her her son and or her husband, my son-in-law, and he came over. He's a he's a landscaper, and he's real good at this stuff. Oh, yeah, he knows. He and knows uh, he killed the, the nest and uh, helped me. And, I mean, I was just brought some brought me some 
sting medicine, and I tell you what, I I was worried about the period. I'm still worried. I'm still worried if there's any effect. Well, it'll be something else. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, I've been cutting that yard for since we moved back to Spartanburg. I guess about 17 years. And uh, well, no, because I, I I took over cutting the yard when the lady's husband died, but. That was soon after we moved back here, and uh, you really been cutting the, cutting the thing at least fifteen or sixteen years. Yeah. I never had anything like this before. I mean, I was I was just hop popping along and listening to, to the music on my headphones, and man, it just big surprise. So uh, anyway, I made it, and uh, I'll watch out for holes in the ground. Well, what it, it, it was on a bare spot, so I, you could see it, but you know, I don't know. If, it, if they got a nest in the grass, I don't know what I can do about that. But I can, I can avoid the one that uh, after uh, after Jeremy killed him, sprayed a whole can of stuff in there that he got at uh, Ace Hardware and put a brick on top of it. So I know where it is. But yep. I just uh, man, I, oh, say, gotta, I wouldn't wish that have on, a landmark. Well, I wouldn't you wish that on anybody. It was no. it was rough. So uh, no, that, we got another casualty this morning. Ronnie couldn't make it. He's uh. He's under the weather, but I told him when he called me last night to uh, give us a ring after Deb, after we get done with Deb about 1040. So talk to Ronnie for a few minutes, get his pick, and uh, find I out what's going po- on. I gained some points, too, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You're doing good. <laughs> I think you're up to seven points. And uh, so I think you went, what, you had four? So you, that's I'm moving a, up. You're moving on up. You kept, you well, kept, if I just keep at it, which is what we're going to. But, well, if you don't. Pick the Wood Brothers. That's always been your problem, picking somebody that hasn't got a chance. I know it. I know it. Well, and I, I hate that about the Wood Brothers. No, I do too, because you know they're they're, they're just a little bit. You know, I, I think the drivers just a little bit too young. It's something that's hadn't quite jailed or matured or whatever. Well, I mean, he just. I mean, I said when they when they picked Harrison Burton, I said, you know, where does, what's his credentials to get a, a car like that? You know, one of the. What should be one of the top cars. You know, I hate to put it this way. I assume it's a good car, but with Harrison Burton driving, how how do you know? You don't know. I mean, you put somebody in there like Brad Keselowski, and you might find out. That's right. It was a good car, but uh, that's exactly right. But uh, anyway, did you get us a guest this week by by any chance? Well, well, that's by chance. <laughs> it really wasn't by chance. It is by design. But we're gonna have. The crew chief broadcaster of America, the one and only Mr. Larry McReynolds. Larry McReynolds is a great guest. We've had him on every year, I think, and uh, he um, he's covering racing the whole season. Now he's a Fox guy, so he's on the Fox broadcast with the with the cutaway car or whatever they call it now. But he's also on a. I don't even know the name of the show, Inside NASCAR or whatever the heck it is. Something like that. It's on every day. So, he, I mean, he's he doesn't get far away from from things, and he knows exactly what's going on. So, uh, yeah, Larry, uh, Larry's a great guest, and he's got, you know. He always takes time for us. That's, that's, that's the great thing about it. Well, he's a very personable guy oh. and uh, spent a lot of time up here. I mean, when he was first getting started when he moved from Alabama, and we've covered this with him, so I doubt if we'll touch on it too much today, but uh, he spent a lot of time in Greenville. Who was that, Bob Rogers that had that car over there? That Tim, yeah. Tim Richmond drove it That's a it. little while, and uh, uh, Mike Alexander drove it for a little while back in the back in the, the late 
the early 80s, I guess yeah. that was. But he spent a lot of time in upstate, and Larry's a great guest. And, and look at the careers he's turned around. Yeah. You, you don't have, he's one of those that I, I love where you just turn him on and, and get out of the way. He'll he'll talk. That's right. And he and he knows what he's saying, too. Yeah. So I, if I don't butt in too much, which I know I probably will. Well, we both discussed that last week, and we just got to – we just got to watch ourselves, but we he's only got so much time. That's right. And and our memories are only so long, so when we think of something, we kind of got to go with it. But what you and I need to do is let it wait. Hopefully, he'll stop and take a breath, and we can jump in there and say something. But uh, We'll probably jump in at the same time and then <laughs> talk over each other and get nothing accomplished. But, he, uh, but, but we're trying to do better. But, I mean, let's touch on one thing, you know. He done magic with Brent Bodine, mm-hmm. won a race. I think it was right after he left us. And uh, you know, I, I'm not quite sure with Earnhardt thing, but everybody remembers the '98 Daytona 500. Everybody cries over that. I mean, well, he he did Brett Bodine's surprise win that year at North Wilkesboro with a, a Quaker State Buick and uh, Earnhardt, uh, Davy Allison. That's right. I mean, you know, he's he's been with some big ones, so uh, we'll look forward to talking to um, Larry at 11 o'clock. Well, Greg, um, what did you think of the Hall of Fame inductees? And for those of you who maybe missed it, that was uh, on Tuesday they announced the new, the new members, and it was kind of the Jimmy Johnson show. Jimmy Johnson got in. Uh, his crew chief for uh, uh, most of his years, uh, Chad Knauss, got in. Um, Banjo Matthews got in. What'd you think of that? That has been a long time coming. Yeah, I knew you'd like that one. Um, of course, Janet Guthrie got in on the landmark award. That's for, right. That's right. Uh, just uh, being a real, a real. Actually, I started to say pioneer, but Banjo's the one that got the pioneer award. And I printed this thing out, and I'm glad I got part of it memorized because I don't have the page that says Donnie Allison. And I know you know Donnie very well, oh, and he man. did a lot of driving for uh, in Bud Moore's equipment. Well, yeah, and, and you know, Donnie took up over after you know, we were developing the, the spa block engine. And, uh, that was that school bus color. That school bus yellow, yeah, that Trans Am color. And we got a lot of feedback from Donnie on that deal. Uh, I remember we was down at Darlington, and, we really had the car to beat. I mean, we really did, but we didn't. They didn't run long enough. You know, we we got knocked out like real early. Or was that when you were lapping somebody like Tommy Gale or something? Yeah, yeah. Moved and, up and took you out. And uh, Pearson, we got held up, and Pearson us went by all of us. And but in the, in the happy hour, for whatever happy hour was back then, uh, banjo and Bud. Donnie put their heads together and figured the whole thing out, and it really it worked. It worked, and in the time he he filled in for Bobby in '78 uh, with a beat up hole in the windshield Thunderbird, <laughs> and just got in the car, and Bobby said, "Ah, oh, he's gonna be all right," you know, because you know Bobby it it, it it withstood the heat and everything, but he was recovering from some injuries and some different things. Uh, he he really got got going good. Well, he he won ten races in his career, but uh, I guess a lot of people.
people knowing best for the one he didn't win, which was the 79 Daytona 500. He had which it. y'all were right in the middle of that with uh, Bobby Allison stopping by the Kale Yarborough, Donnie Allison last lap. Oh, crash. That's, that, that's, that thing is, is just priceless. And, uh, like I say, Donnie was a shoe in to win the race. You know, they talk about Kale, they talk about Pierce. Uh, you know, they mentioned, talk about Bobby making his two wins in a row. He had all this stuff lined up, and Donnie had the fastest car. The Hawaiian Tropic uh, Oldsmobile of uh, Haas Ellington. And Runt Pittman was working on the motors, and, and Donnie knew what to feel and do and everything, and they had uh, they had the thing covered. I remember they went down there and tested, actually tested the Pontiac front end and all this stuff. But uh, Donnie knows wind tunnels. He knows chassis, and hopefully, you know, we, we've interviewed him before. That uh, Let's get him back. We're going to get him back. We're going to get him back. I, I know, uh, I think I made him a little bit aggravated last time. But, no, uh, I, I think he was aggravated before you got to him. Well, yeah, yeah. He, well, like, you thought we had him, and then he changed his mind, and, I, you know, it, it happens. People have schedules, and they get mixed up. Yep. You know, that happens to me. It happens to you. Uh, the one that don't ever seem to get mixed up is but Reynolds, and that's that's one of the main reasons it, it's going to be great to talk to. Him. Yeah, so uh, we'll get Larry Reynolds' thoughts on that, and we'll get us. Uh, uh, hopefully, maybe we can get Donnie. I'd like to get him back on the show. We have Bobby every year. We had Bobby uh, uh, like the second the second or third show this year. So uh, I know I was pouring down rain at the Hog. Fest at yeah. Morgan Square today. We had Bobby Allison. So, uh, and but I, anyway, I was reined in and wasn't there like I was supposed to be. Yeah, well, but, but I know stuff happens. Stuff happens. But uh, no, we'll uh, we'll try to get a good guest every week. And you've been doing a good job here lately, Greg. You always do a good job, and uh, we uh, uh, have a a good show for you today with a lot of results and uh surprise winner last week with chris boucher oh yeah nobody picked him nope and i remember uh i remember deb saying uh when you know we had people kept picking other people's drivers last week and she said well i don't know uh there's nobody worth a flip left and i was like well somebody's gonna win it and it was chris boucher so yeah. uh that was his third win and that was a win for rfk racing which is roush Fenway Keslowski Motorsports and um We got a good we're gonna get Jack on the show with you. Jack would be a great guest. He he's uh the hat in a cat in a hat. Yeah. So uh and I tell you what Go ahead, go ahead, Barry. No, so I was just gonna say let's take a break and uh come back and let Deb talk a little bit and tell us what she thinks about stuff. Well, that's good. All right. Great. You're listening to Start Your Engines on a beautiful Saturday morning in Spartanburg, and we'll be back right after this. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555, and in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. 
You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. The Atlanta Braves are back, and this 2023 team is ready for another epic season. 1-1 pitch, here's a deep drive to left center field. This thing is clear for takeoff. Back-to-back home runs, Ozuna and Riley. Listen to Atlanta Braves baseball all season long right here on Fox Sports Farnberg 98.3 FM. The Braves are looking for their sixth consecutive NL Eastern Division ground, and you can hear that chase right here on your home for the Atlanta Braves. Fox Sports Farnberg 98.3 FM. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. And for the first time in a couple of weeks, you actually aren't trackside, but good morning, Deb. Well, thank you. It's actually more than a couple of weeks. Try about uh, four. <laughs> yeah, you've been out there uh, on the pit road and in, in the media center talking to us, and uh, that's great. So uh, uh, they're up in Michigan this week, which I guess was a pretty long haul for you so uh you can do like the rest of us and watch this one from the couch well let's put it this way none of the people that i travel with went to michigan so that uh kind of put that uh in the negative sense there but um i may be watching it from the couch but that doesn't mean that i won't be working i still have to write i've got to do a story for media availability today and then i've got to do a notebook after the race tomorrow night and then a second day lead on monday well, that's what I call working from so the just couch. Because you're, 
I was going to say, just because you're at home doesn't mean you're not working. <laughs> yeah, that, well, I work from home. Believe me, I'm, I'm a Wells Fargo remote employee, so uh, I know it. I oh, do that's it every, good. I do it every day instead of driving the I got the money in Wells Fargo. I hope you're looking after it. Well, uh, no, it's not my money. Bud's money. <laughs> we'll, uh, I'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, well, Deb, we, I remember last week when we were making our picks, and we kept picking each other's driver and everything, and, and you said, well, I'm going to have to think about it a minute because nobody's worth a flip left. But I, somebody, somebody. <laughs> well, that, that wasn't the way I put it, but uh, I just uh, everybody I picked, you said somebody else had already picked them. And yep. so I was, uh, when you have all your picks already taken, <laughs> you have to stop and think about it. Yeah, well, you didn't think long enough. Nobody did, and I, I don't think we are very accustomed to Chris Boucher winning races, but I was I was really glad to see it, and uh, he um, had that last restart and, you know, restarted first, and uh, they just weren't going to catch him. It was his day. Well, that's true. It was, it, and quite frankly, you know, it could have very easily have been Brad Keselowski if he had not made that mistake on pit road. That's right. That was what cost him the, the victory chance there at the end. But what I thought was quite interesting was when they went to um, line up for the uh, restart and that final restart, and the uh, Scott crew chief Scott Graves came over the radio and told Chris Busher not to let Hamlin do to him what he did to Kyle Larson the week before. Yep. And uh, so I thought that was quite interesting. But what I also thought was quite interesting was the the broadcasters, the TV commentators, were talking about they thought Chris Busher had made a mistake taking the inside lane. Yeah. But all throughout the media availabilities on Saturday, the one consistent thing that all the drivers kept saying was that this car is not like the previous car, that this car allows the person on the inside to mess with the arrow of the person on the outside and get them loose, whereas it was the reverse with the old car in that the person on the outside affected could adversely affect the person on the inside's arrow. So for Chris Busher to take the inside made perfect sense to me, after what the drivers had told us throughout media availabilities on Saturday. Yeah. Well, I thought it was very pleasant to see Chris Boucher win, and he's a he, he's a nice-looking guy, and he's from uh, Texas. and uh, He's likable. He's very, I think he's very likable, and maybe we'll uh, – that, that team seems My to be – My ain't likable. <laughs> well, the uh, they uh, seem to be picking up steam at, at RFK Racing, and I, I've said that a lot this year, but it, it's true that it seems, you know, every week it, they – it seems like they're doing better. And I, I'm – with you, I think uh, Ron, I think Keselowski led the most laps, and probably uh, – I know he was real happy to see his, uh, his other car win, but it was uh, – there, I think I think Keselowski's going to get his win here pretty soon, and uh, um, heck, it could be this weekend. That's a big, fast track up there in Michigan, and it's kind of uh, home track for Keselowski, right? It is. He's from Michigan originally, and Ford has actually won, I believe, the last five races at Michigan. Unfortunately, 
while Ford may have the horsepower, it's the lack of downforce on that front end that's been hurting them. And, you know, Chris Busher's win at Richmond was just Ford's third victory this year. And I thought Joy Logano said it interestingly afterwards when he said that the conditions at the Richmond track mask the shortcomings of the Ford. And that is the lack of downforce, and that's what's been hurting them on these high downforce tracks is the lack of it in the, the new front Ford end. So it'll be interesting to see how Ford performs at Michigan. But the one thing that everybody's keeping an eye on is, you know, we've got four races left before the cup playoffs start at Darlington. And currently Keselowski is 133 points above the cut line. So he would like to get in on a win. He would. He has said he would like to get both cars in on a win. But if he can get in and RFK Racing can get both cars into the playoffs, that would be a monumental accomplishment for RFK Racing with just with Brad just in his second year of ownership. Because when Busher won last week at Richmond and guaranteed RFK Racing at least one car in the playoffs. That's the first time that organization has been in the playoffs since I believe it was 2019. Hmm. Um, how much does Jack Roush actually uh, have to do with the team? Does he, other than his name, I mean, is he, uh, how involved is he, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Not like he used to be. His health doesn't allow him to be as involved as he used to be. You know, I'm I'm sure he's still there as far as conferences and meetings and all. Uh, I believe he moved back full time to Michigan. Oh wow! Um, but and um, so you know, basically, Brad's running it on a day to day basis. He is doing what Jack used to do. Yeah. Well. I like that team, uh, and I, 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 I wish them the best. Let's uh, let's go ahead and do our picks now while we're while we're on stock car racing, or uh, we're going to stay on stock car racing. But before we talk about the Hall of Fame, so uh, Deb, nobody's picked yet. So you you pick anybody? I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. He's always a good shoe, isn't he, Deb? Well, yeah, um, he's on a roll right now. He is. He's doing real good. I'm just. Stick with Chase. I still think he's going to win one. What do you think there, uh, Gregory? I don't want to say it, but I'm going to go with Hamlin again because i got to gain some points. Well, I did. I usually go over the points before we make our pick, so I'll do that in just a second. Um, we're going to talk to Ronnie right after. Uh, he's going. He's not here today, Deb, and he's going to call in after uh, during the break after you. And, uh, Lanny, you can, you can text me yours in. Let me uh, let me pull up the standings here that Deb was so nice to send to me yesterday, and it's really pretty close, Greg. You're uh, you're closing the gap. You got a long way to go, but it's uh, it's tight. Deb's got 39 points in first place. Ronnie's got 37, hot on her heels, her high heels. Um, I've got 29. Lanny's got 26, and you got seven. Last week you had four, so you're uh, you're catching up quick. Well, I'm, I'm trying, Barry. Well, keep I'm picking bet. winners. Well. I, I tried you got to. three points. You got the max last week. That's Greg. right. Oh yeah. Well, like I say, I, the, the thing was last week, I just kept telling myself. I mean, I like Boozer and and that team great and everything. And uh, 
I mean, I don't really have that much against Hamlin or anything. He just maybe wins too much or something. I, but I got to say it, and me and Roberto was watching it on TV, and my brother kept calling me. I said, Hamlin's going to run him down. Hamlin's going to run him down. He didn't. He didn't run him down. Couldn't catch him. Couldn't catch him. So, uh, well, I just, he went in too hot there in that first turn. I think that was what did it was when he went in too hot into the first turn and went high, and that that gave Chris the the distance or the advantage that he needed there. And you know, talking about Chris, what I think is interesting is it came out last year after Chris won at Bristol that the one of the first things Keselowski did when he became part owner of RFK Racing was to make sure that they had Chris Buescher under contract. Hmm. So I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, they must think a lot of him, and I do too. Good guy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a good guy. Ronnie just texted in that he wants Harvick, so he's kind of like me. He's picking Harvick because he's, he's probably going to win one, hopefully for Harvick. Uh, this is his last year, and, uh, and I'm picking uh, Chase because I think he needs to win one. But, Deb, we had a some new uh, electees into the NASCAR Hall of Fame this week, and it was kind of a kind of Jim, Jimmy Johnson flavored with a Jimmy Johnson, Chad Knauss, uh Donnie Allison, which I know Greg and I were real happy about, uh, Janet Guthrie, which I was very happy oh, about. Oh, I like that. And uh, Banjo Matthews, which I know is a good friend of Greg's and, oh. uh, and the Moore family. So, well, Banjo didn't get elected it? in. Well, Banjo did not get elected in. He was considered, but he did not get elected in. Oh, I thought he was, uh, I thought he did get in. What did no, he? it was Donnie, Donnie Allison, Chad Knauss, and Jimmy Johnson. Well, didn't they only take three, What did? I, what and then did they I, take the landmark winner. Oh. Well, you know, I've got, don't they have a pioneer winner? That's Donnie Allison. Oh. Donnie Allison is this year's pioneer winner. Oh, Okay. Well, I got it printed out here, off of uh, <laughs> off of NBC Sports, and I'm, I they must have it wrong there from what I was looking. I got the landmark award winner is Janet Guthrie, and I got the pioneer award winner is Banjo Matthews. So, I, no, I, that's I, wrong. I, well, I'm glad you're on. You you corrected me, and I appreciate it. But okay, well, what were your thoughts uh, on the ones that did get in? And uh, and I I'm gonna have to re-research what I did last night because something's not right, but what's your thoughts on the Hall of Fame electees? Well, everyone expected Jimmy and Chad to go in. That was pretty much a foregone conclusion. Uh, That really didn't surprise anyone. You know, it was just like, well, you know, they wouldn't have seven championships one without the other. That's right. And so... That was a foregone conclusion that those two would go in. Really, the only two that they're probably, and I'm not on the voting panel, so I don't know what debate went on in the voting room, but um, I'm sure there was a lot of debate between for the Pioneer Award because I know a lot of people were looking at Sam Ard and Banjo and Ralph Moody. You know, the ones up for the Pioneer Award, in that voting was were Donnie Allison, A.J. Foyt, Banjo Matthews, and Ralph Moody. So I'm sure there was some debate in there about that one. And then with the Landmark Award, I think maybe a lot of people thought it would go to possibly Les Richter. 
so uh-huh. I was That's right. pleasantly surprised when it came out with Janet Guthrie. I was very surprised, and I text, I sent an email to Janet afterwards congratulating her, and she responded back thanking me, and she said it was a total surprise to her. It, you know, so and and the interesting about that, your name is on the landmark award for a certain number of years, and then it drops off, and that initially happened to Janet, and then Jennifer Fryer with the Associated Press was a big advocate for getting Janet's name back on the Landmark Award award maybe two years ago, I guess it was. And um, she was, uh, so she advocated heartedly for Janet to get back on the Landmark Award. And uh, so Janet's name got back on the Landmark Award, like I said, I think it was two years ago. might have been three. I don't remember. With me not being on the voting panel, I don't remember. That sounds like a strange Um, thing to do, though, to take somebody's name off of it. Well, I don't know why the rules are written that way, but if you don't, the landmark award, if you don't get, if you don't get named to receive the award in a certain amount of time that your name is on the ballot, then it comes off. And I don't know why that's written that way. It may be five years. I don't really know. I would have to go back and look at the rules, and they may have changed it. Uh, but that was the way it initially started out. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not on the vote committee either, but uh, you can't really argue with, with with none of the stuff. And, Deb, you, you just nailed it right on the head. It just, uh, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson, Canals, you know, Donnie Allison, and, and the landmark thing. Uh, you know, you mentioned like Sam R. I mean, you know, he's a long time going in. But, you know, Janet was was. That was a very pleasant surprise. It really was. Mm-hmm. That and was mm-hmm. what was what was the gal? It was the Kelly girl gal. Uh, that was Janet Guthrie. Yeah, she, but I mean, I'm, she was sponsored. She was sponsored by Kelly Girl. Yeah, when girl she drove in the six hundred and all. And um, Ralph Moody was actually her crew chief. Yeah, you will remember. That's right. That's right. They, you're trying to think of Linda Ferrar. Linda Ferrari, Ferrari or something yeah. like she that. She was. She yeah. She was the team owner. Yeah, she was listed as the team owner for Janet's entry in the six hundred in the mid nineteen seventies. It was either seventy five or seventy six. Yeah, she, she was like chairman or something of Kelly Girl. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, she was an executive she, there, she but I don't remember nice what her woman. title was. I was a Kelly Girl once. <laughs> I was. I had a summer job. I got through Kelly Girls. I worked at Bishop Furniture in downtown Spartanburg, uh, selling beds and things. But anyway. Um, you know, uh, by the way, uh, Lanny just uh, texted in. He's taking Larson. So, oh, oh I, that's, that's a good pick. Yeah, he's off of the. He's off of the. The uh, who uh, Blaney pick for a while here. It looks yeah. like so. Uh, like I'm off of the woods for a while. Yeah, well, you want to? You're catching up now that you are. <laughs> uh, well, Deb, what else is going on up there at Michigan? And what what's uh, you got your your ear to the ground? What's uh, What's the big news? Well, I don't know if it's been posted on YouTube. I got it yesterday in an email. But Trackhouse Racing announced yesterday that uh, Jockey is with them as a sponsor through in 2024 and 2025. And the way they announced it was so Trackhouse. (laughs) They had a video. And that's why I say, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but 
check and see if it is. I'm sure it is, since it, or at least on the Trackhouse Racing website. But it shows Suarez and Chastain sitting in front of Justin's uh, desk with uh, two white undershirts or T-shirts on. And they're discussing in low voice tones about why Justin called them in and wondered what's up and and all this. And then Justin comes in and sits down and and he looks at him and he says, "Now I just wanted to know, you know, check with y'all and make sure we're behind Jockey. And you feel 100 support towards them and all that." And then when Ross and Daniel stand up and tell Justin that they are 100% jockey. The camera switches, and all you see is the back of Ross and Suarez, and they're wearing jockey uh, apparel. Okay. I thought you were going to say underwear. Well, (laughs) it's the, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's the men's kind of spandex. Uh, underwear that they wear can wear on the beach, uh-huh. and it's multicolored. So yeah, it's it's cute. Well, my body it's won't an allow me. Interesting way to make an announcement. My, my, my body would not allow me to be photographed or even put on something like that. And uh, Justin, of course, <laughs> that you're referring to is Justin Marks. You know, and Marks. Got, uh, yeah, the team owner. Um, and also, as I mentioned previously. You know, we've only got four races left in the regular season. We've got the two-mile Michigan track, and then we've got two road courses, Indy and Watkins Glen. And then we've got Daytona. So I had a story posted yesterday on taking a look at um, the people that are in contention for the four spots that are left in the playoffs because with Chris winning now, we've got a dozen drivers that, have secured spots in the playoffs and you know don't forget um Shane Van Gisbergen is not eligible for the playoffs because he's not running a full season so uh before anybody says no we got 13 different winners so we only got 12 that are eligible for the playoffs right so I broke it down and I've got the average finish at each of the next four tracks for the people um in starting with Bubba Wallace down through Alex Bowman at these tracks. And Chase could very well win at Michigan. He's got a good average finish there. And uh, Watkins Glen, I think, is where everybody is looking at Chase probably getting his victory. His finishes at Watkins Glen are phenomenal. He's only had two 13th-place finishes, two 13th-place finishes there, and everything else, has either been, uh, he's had two wins, a second, and a fourth. And then um, you got A.J. Allmendinger, who would be a favorite at Indy and Watkins Glen because he got his first cut victory at Watkins Glen in 2014. And um, then he got he won the first road course race at Indy. So, you know, he's always, uh, he's an officiato and a road course racer. Uh, Michael McDowell, who's currently in the 16th place in the points, uh, he doesn't do well at any of the four tracks coming up, even though he won the Daytona 500. That his average finishes, in fact, he's only finished 20th. It's been his best finish at Michigan. So, 
But he's supposed It'll to be. It'll be a, interesting to see if he points in. Isn't he supposed to be a pretty accomplished road racer, though? He is. He is. Uh, his last year at Watkins Glen was his best finish at the Glen, and he was seventh last year. Yeah. And you know he would have had a better finish at Richmond, but Bay gambled um, on fuel on a strategy stop that didn't work for them. But they felt they had to do something different. And it's like Michael McDowell said last weekend. He said, I'm not going to worry about anything that's not in my control. I'm going to focus on what's in my control. And the Michigan race tomorrow will definitely definitely be a fuel strategy race. So, you know, it's going to be. And who can execute and not make mistakes? That's been 2311 racing's biggest problem has been their execution on pit road and you talk about michael Man. mcdowell being 16th bubba wallace is 15th so he's uh he's not in there real solid but um uh, i'm uh, you know he's he needs to keep it up what he's been doing and of course ronnie couldn't be with us today he's under the weather but deb oh, uh, well but he just uh, texted me the commercial you were talking about for jockey so i'm gonna give it a look here during this <laughs> <laughs> During well, the break. Well, I, that, that actually is not a commercial. That was their press release yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, it's here. That, yeah, yeah, that was their press release announcing that they had signed Jockey to a sponsorship deal for 2024 and 2025. In fact, the caption says, uh, Trackhouse and Jockey Sponsorship Renewal Announcement. So, uh, well, yeah. Can, can I yeah. make one comment about that? It, you know, that's a little bit tacky and, and, and borderline on some stuff. But Berta has ordered some pants to come in and it's support for men and women. You know what I'm saying? It's interchangeable. From have, Jockey? Well, no, it's not it's not from Jockey. It's from an aftermarket company. But it's actually reversible to basically just keep you from, you know, injury and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, it, they got to dance around that pretty pretty good. Deb, we appreciate well, you. I don't know. You go into a jockey, you go into the jockey store, and the women's on one side and the men's are on the other side. Because I was just in one on Monday. <laughs> well, um, um, one other thing I want to mention really quickly. Okay, go ahead. Uh, particularly since we've got Shane Van Gisberg, and he's making his Truck Series debut at Indy, and then he's driving in the Cup race at Indy, the the ninety one entry for Trackhouse again. But you've got an Australian supercar driver driving for Richard Childress' entry at Indy, and that's Brody, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. I think it's Katiki. But uh, it turns out, and I had a story on this posted on Wednesday on AutoWeek.com, Richard Childress was actually talking with Brody before Trackhouse announced Shane as their driver, and Richard Childress says that, the supercars in Australia are very similar to this current car in cup uh, competition, and Richard is actually going to Australia in November to meet with some of those teams. Hmm. Well, looks like they got... They have an engineer from Australia at Richard Childress Racing, which is how the contact with Brody came about. Well, there's obviously a lot of talent down there, and I think we discussed last week that uh, Penske's in, got an Indy driver from down there, but... Deb, you got eight extra minutes this week. That's pretty good. Well, I talked fast. Maybe that was why. <laughs> no, you talked with, uh, well, you had to correct me for about five minutes, so uh, that took up some <laughs> of it. But, uh, Deb, we appreciate it, and uh, 
we'll have you back every week that you'll come on. And uh, good luck typing away on the couch. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. It's going to be a busy indie week next weekend, that's for sure. It sure will. And I also, just quickly, uh, I'm looking forward also to watching uh, indie cars downtown in Nashville Sunday. That's always a, an interesting event. That is. Yeah, I thought about going there, and then I thought, mm, no, nah, I've been on the road for four weeks. I better stay home and get some stuff done at the house. Yeah. So okay. I, I didn't go. Okay, Deb. Well, always come to see us, and uh, we appreciate it. And you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. And watch the bee stings. Oh, uh, yellow jackets. They sting yeah. you more than once. So, uh, anyway. Well, Georgia Tech stings more than once, too. Thank but, you. So we don't like Thank it. you for coming on, and we'll talk to you next week, dear. Okay. Sounds good. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That's uh, Deb Williams, the smartest woman I know. We got way behind there a little bit, but it's okay. We'll catch it up. Let's take a break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. 
McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. We've got a few minutes here before uh, we go to uh, get Larry McReynolds on the phone. Looking forward to that. It's uh, uh, going to be a, a good interview. Okay, so they did run a race yesterday, Greg. They ran the ARCA race at Michigan, which I remembered to watch with two laps to go. I turned over there, so I really missed almost the whole thing. And uh, But... They had a couple of restarts, so I get I did get to see that at the at the end. They had some green white checkers, a couple of them, but it was no big surprise. Jesse Love again won, and his uh, I believe they said that was his sixth win of the year. There, uh, I had to search the internet to find the results, and I uh, never did find the point standings. But since he was leading, I imagine he still is. So um, Jesse Love was the winner in the JBL Toyota. Second was Gus Dean and another Toyota. Third was Connor Mozak in a Toyota. And believe it or not, Andy Jankowiak was fourth in a Toyota. So Toyotas are really on top of it there in Arca. Fifth was Malcolm in the middle, Frankie Munez, who was um, he was right there in that last restart. He had a chance to win, but he ended up fifth. Sixth was Morgan Baird. Seventh, Christian Rose. Eighth, Cody Coughlin. Ninth, Gage Rogers and 10th John Garrett. So uh, their next race will be next Friday night. I guess that, no, it's a 6 p.m. start, so it'll probably be over before they really need the lights. But it's at IRP, that's Indianapolis Raceway Park, up in, um, of course, Indianapolis, and it will be the Reese's 200 on FS1. So that's ARCA is going to run two weeks in a row, and we'll see them next week. Let's touch on the cup race, since we've already talked a good deal about it. We'll just get it out of the way here and then talk about it some more, I'm sure, with Larry McReynolds. But they ran the uh, Cookout 400 last week, and that was at Richmond. And, um, I mean, I thought it was a pretty ho-hum race. I think I have took a nap in the middle of it. Of course, uh, kind of hard to nap when you're covered with yellow jacket stings. But uh, I, was, uh, I was watching it as best I could. But Chris Boucher came from 26th starting place to win that thing, which was a great improvement and a, and a surprise win, as far as I'm concerned. He was in the Fastenal, Jack Roush Ford, uh, Roush, Fenway, Keselowski uh, Racing. Second was Denny Hamlin, and that's where you got your three points last week, Greg. Yep. Uh, third was Kyle Busch. Fourth, Joey Logano. Fifth, Ryan Priest, driving for Stuart Haas. And the number 41, he took over for Cole Custer. Um, sixth was Keselowski, who led 102 of the uh, 400 laps. So uh, he dominated the race, but his teammate won it. Fifth, I mean, I'm sorry, 
Sixth was uh, Keselowski. Seventh was Martin Truex Jr. Eighth, Eric Almarola. Ninth, Austin Dillon. And tenth, Kevin Harvick. Looking on down to the point standings now, and they are, as Deb said, they've got four races left at Michigan, the road course at Indianapolis, Watkins Glen, and Daytona. But the point standings for the Cup Series, first is William Byron. He's got four wins. Second and third are Truex and Kyle Busch. They've got three wins each. Fourth and fifth are Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson. They've got two wins each. And I think the next seven here have one apiece, and that's Christopher Bell in sixth. Seventh, Ross Chastain. Eighth, Brian uh, Blaney. Ninth, Joey Logano. Tenth, Tyler Reddick. Eleventh now is Chris Boucher. And twelfth, Ricky Stenhouse. The four guys in the top 16 without wins. Kevin Harvick is 13th. Brad Keselowski, 14th. Bubba Wallace is 15th. And on the bubble is Michael McDowell. And trying to pop that bubble and get in there uh, in 17th is Ty Gibbs. 18th, A.J. Allmendinger with a couple of road races coming up. So, you know, he'll, he's got a good chance to make it. 19th, Daniel Suarez, speaking of jockey. And um, 20th is uh, Chase Elliott, who has to win a race. And I'll go one more with Alex Bowman, who, who you know, uh, drives uh, for Hendrick. And he missed a race or two because of the sprint car accident he had. So uh, that's, uh, you know, probably costing him a lot right now as far as uh, uh, having chances to get in. So he, he missed two of them on the, on the sick bed. I'll go one more. Austin Sendrick, driving for Penske, of course, is 22nd. So uh, it's going to be interesting these last four races, Greg, to see who can slip into the uh, into points the way they do it now. And, uh, you know, it took me a while to warm up to it, but I kind of like the point standings. It's, uh, it definitely gives you a lot more content to talk about well it does and and, and it's really accurate and it's it's, it's it's fair about a lot of things and uh you know you, you can't you can't argue with with the fact you know it, it i got where i can keep up with it and it's it's fun to keep up with it i mean uh it it, it really is and you know there's such a such a difference between arca cars and i really like that deal with the australian drivers you know, and I like what Childress has done on that thing because those guys down there, man, they run high horsepower rockets. I mean, you know, it's like Mad Max or something. Well, I know. think they said that uh, one of them, um, Giesbergen, it showed his Camaro that he drives down there, and it doesn't look like a Camaro. It doesn't look like a NASCAR Camaro for sure, for sure. And uh, it's uh, yeah, it's got some. I think it seems like it's got some extra wings and maybe a antenna or something. It looks almost like a. He ain't got a thirteen on it, does he? No, I don't know what his number is down there. But he was ninety-one up here, and that, like Deb said, he's going to be in a truck race at Indy uh, on the road course, and he's going to be in the Cup race at Indy on the road course, and he's supposed to, I think, be coming over next year full time. So uh, we uh, we'll look forward to that. We're going to take a break now and come back and talk to America's crew chief, Larry McReynolds, who uh, is going to be standing by, and you are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The home of open mic, weekdays from 3 to 6, Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. We are. 
know. On Friday, the Pac-12 conference went from nine teams down to four teams. First, Oregon and Washington departed for the Big Ten, and then Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah bolted for the Big 12. So that means the only teams remaining as of 2024, Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. In the NFL, the Indianapolis Colts have signed free agent running back Kenyon Drake. NBA Lakers star Anthony Davis agreed to a three-year, $186 million extension through 2028. Baseball Friday night, the Los Angeles Dodgers scored five at the top of the eighth to win at San Diego 10-5. Dodgers on a four-game winning streak. The Seattle Mariners defeated the Angels in Anaheim 9-7. The M's have won five of six. They're within two and a half of the final AL wildcard spot. The knockout stage began overnight at the Women's World Cup. Japan over Norway 3 to one Spain over Switzerland five to one I'm Isaac Lowen a few years back when we were ready to reopen the station the water pipes burst putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger that was one stressful evening but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean the paramedics of property damage and our stress disappeared PuroClean rolled in took charge and rescued the station from severe water damage since then I've used PuroClean at my house you should do the same whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage a flooding basement or need carpet or upholstery cleaning do what I do and that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean you can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. We know your weekends are busy, whether you have to take the kids to ball practice, mow the lawn, clean out the garage, or just lay around and take naps. Saturday mornings are filled with important stuff. Start your Saturday morning off right with the Saturday Sports Report here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The guys will recap everything that happened in the sports world over the past week and get you ready for what's going on this weekend. Whether it's high school sports you love, college, or the professional ranks, the Saturday crew has you covered. So tune in Saturdays from 7 to 10 a.m. for the Saturday Sports Report with Matt Castillo, Josh Green, Caleb Horton, and Tyler Fleming on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Thank you. Gentlemen, start your engine. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. 
Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome America's crew chief, one of the most personable people you would ever want to meet, and been a friend of this show now going on six years, and I, I don't know how long he's been Greg's friend, Larry McReynolds. Good morning, Larry. Well, good morning, and uh, probably known Greg ever since my first venture into the NASCAR Cup garage, and that was over 43 years ago. Oh, so man. always proud to call Greg a friend, and always will. Larry, you've always been a friend of mine, and, uh, but, you know, you, you just seem like everything that you've done is just so fantastic. I mean, it, it, it's, it's just great. It's just great. I, I You know, one thing I want to maybe touch on was kind of the milestone when we went over to Japan, you know, because we were still active and just ready to come in active, and you you just getting wound up good. You're already been wound up good. Yeah, we're going to let you tell yours. Well, you know, again, just to come from Birmingham with barely a high school diploma, you know, a lot, a lot of people will go through life and not really feel like they had one fulfilling career. And I guess for me now, after 43 years of being in the, the sport, to be able to say that I've had two careers that I just will always be so flattered, very honored, very blessed to have, obviously, 17, 18 years as a crew chief, and now 23, going on 24 years of being an analyst with NASCAR and Fox, and, you know, I, I moved to Greenville, South Carolina in September of 1980, kind of on a wing and a prayer, and it, trust me, it was a truly a wing and a prayer, because when you drive a 1971 Pinto... <laughs> I-85 with a U-Haul hook behind it that the bumpers dragging the ground before I ever put anything in the U-Haul. Trust me, my journey just up the highway was a wing and a prayer. Um, you I'm... know, my mom and dad looked at me and said, "This I was the only child. This is the craziest thing we've, we've ever seen. You'll be back in six months. You'll be broke and you'll be hungry. We'll feed you, but we're not going to bail you out of debt. And I guess now to see that I'm still here 43 years later, I'm, I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't listen to them. Well, I'm glad you unpacked the uh, U-Haul and, and stayed a while. I, I think I passed you. I believe I remember a uh, Pinto coming up 85. And you, it, it wouldn't have been hard to, to admit because <laughs> you have never seen a green like this green. <laughs> I, you know, that is rare. That is rare. I didn't know if you had it painted grab or orange or, or what it was. But, but, Larry, you just, you know, turn, no. look at the. Uh, what you done, Brett won his first win. You, baby, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a win-win situation with Larry Reynolds. Let me back up a second here. Did you come here and jump straight into, uh, to, to uh, I, was it Cup then? Yeah, it would have been Cup by then. I was trying to see if it was Grand National. You don't, it's not that far back. But uh, uh, did you jump straight into Cup, or did you, uh, I know you were with Bob Rogers, right? And I remember that car very well. But did you go with some, uh, like, sportsman teams or anything, or did you jump right into it? No, I moved up in September of 1980 when Bob Rogers and his family 
uh, was starting Rogers Leasing Racing, the, the 37 car. Yep. Uh, they had a local racer that was a really close friend of Bob's by the name of Don Sprouse, and we were going to run three or four races. We only had one car, remember, from 1980 to 1981 is when they were going to make the transition to the smaller car. Mm-hmm. So they only built one of the bigger cars to run a handful of races in 1980. And um, my first race with them was Richmond in September. And then we went to Martinsville and had a had a tire a right front tire go down going off into one and Don hit the wall pretty hard. It pretty much destroyed that car. So we made the executive decision rather than build another one of the new bigger cars just for a race or two. We just waited to start 1981. We started 81 with Don, but I think it didn't take long for Bob and Don to realize that Don, being just a local short track racer that ran Greenville Pickens Speedway, was probably a little bit out of his league. And so about race three or four, uh, Mike Alexander started driving the 37 car. And the irony of Mike starting to drive that car is – the super late model that I had been working on in Birmingham uh, for a man by the name of Bobby Ray Jones, Mike was the driver. Mm. And I didn't have nothing to do with the, with the Rogers hiring Mike. You know, they certainly didn't ask my opinion, but they had raced against Mike at a bunch of different short tracks all over the southeast, and I think that's kind of who they wanted to put in that car. So the thing kind of went full circle in a hurry for me. Did, were you there when uh... – were you still there when Tim Richmond drove that car? I remember him driving it. Yeah, Mike drove, you know, all of the spring and most of the summer of 81. Uh, Mike was, you know, our stuff was not that great. I mean, we were a little old team. We had maybe four race cars. We had three full-time em- employees. And, you know, a good day for us was a top 15 finish. And Mike, I think, was trying way too hard. Uh, trying to take a 20th place car and run 10th, and as Greg knows, that doesn't work. And so they released Mike in in late summer, but one reason they released him is the deal with Tim Richmond and that number 99, which car that was sponsored by Uno Cards, it was kind of blowing up. And so they got together with Tim, and Tim came and ran the last, I don't know, eight or ten races, and we damn near won the Charlotte race. Mm. Um, I remember that. I, I mean, he was so – everywhere we went, Tim was just fast. He could take a 20th-place car and run eighth with it. And we were probably about 20 laps to go, and it was only us and I think Bobby and Kale on the lead lap, and Bobby and Kale still had to make a pit stop, and we didn't uh, because of the way we had pitted based on we were just running anywhere between eighth and twelfth all day. And – we were leading the race, 20, 18, 20 laps to go, and that thing broke a darn center harmonic balancer bow. Mm. You could race for 100 years <laughs> and never break oh, one yeah. of those, but we broke one that day, and the harmonic balancer came off, and, of course, we blew up big time, but uh, it was it was pretty amazing what Tim Richmond could do with a race car. It was amazing. I know I know. 81 was really a tough season. You know, we, we had Benny Parsons, and Benny won three races uh you know we got out of sync a few times and sometimes you know we just had the best car and it, it would break something you know we, we, we had things break i'll never forget it over uh we really thought we had the car to win the race 
and something broke or somebody wrecked or something, and we never made it uh, hardly back to the white flag or whatever. But it's, it's that was a, that was a rough year. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I, I remember, I remember when those cars would get like at Daytona. Uh, if you, if one, especially that speed weeks when you know they hadn't run it that much, those cars got backwards. Uh, it became a kite. Yeah, we talk about downforce today. I, I I chuckle when I hear these guys complain about downforce and balance. <laughs> I do too. Our cars had lift. They didn't have downforce, <laughs> especially in the front end. If we could get if we could get one pound of front downforce, we were high fiving all the way through the garage and out of the wind tunnel. Those things had they had a ton of lift in them. There was no such thing as downforce in those cars. You did great everywhere, pretty much. As my memory serves me correctly, but where did you like, where did you like to run uh, the best? Now, you won your first big race with Ricky Rudd on a road course at Watkins Glen. What kind of tracks? Yeah. Do you, you like the fast ones, or didn't matter? Just load it up and let's go. You, you know, my when people ask me what's my favorite track, and this was always my answer when I was a crew chief, and honestly, it's still my answer today as a, as an analyst. My favorite track is the next one we're going to. Right now, my favorite track is Brooklyn, Michigan. Yeah. I just felt like that's kind of the attitude that you needed to have. Uh, and I, if you had that attitude, it would kind of maybe be a little bit contagious with the driver and with the race team. I remember going to Sonoma. Uh, my second win was with the first time we went to Sonoma in 1989 with Ricky Rudd. And then we didn't really run that great with Brett in 1990, but the third trip out there was 91, and I'd already joined the 28 car in Robert Yates Racing. And Davey Allison absolutely despised road course racing. He would start grumbling about it about a month out. <laughs> oh, yeah. We only ran the two, you know. We'd run Sonoma in May or early June, and we'd go to Watkins Glen, just like we still do now in, in August. And I did, finally, I, you know, I said, Davey, why, why don't just give it a chance you know we we won the race there with rudd a couple of years ago and so I, I feel like i got a pretty good setup for the place just, let, let's let's just let's go there with an open mind and and let's just let's go enjoy it yeah okay but i just don't like road course racing well we went out there and qualified 12 and lo and behold pulled that 28 car into victory lane that now that was the race where the big controversy where we were leading going down through the S's in the turn 10 um, on the white flag, coming to the white flag. And Greg, he'll remember this. Dave Marcus loved the man to death, but he was harder to pass than a gallstone. That's super, Dave. He was a lap down, and Rudd was running second driving the five car. And Davey was leading. We, we had a decent lead going down through the S's and in the 10, but I knew Rudd was coming because he just was that good. And lo and behold, Davey caught Dave Marcus in the S's, and there's no way to pass anybody in the S's. you got to wait to get through 10 and down there in turn 11. Well, he held Davey up, and by, and by the time we got to turn 11, Rudd had caught Davey, and Ricky just went in there and basically used the old philosophy, eight wheels is better than four, <laughs> and just spun Davey out. And Rudd took the lead and and got the white flag. Well, we were so far ahead of the third place car, even with spinning. 
Davey got the car refired, and we, we still was running second. Well, Davey was just raising cane. I'm, I'm so mad, steam's coming out my ears. And Day, uh, Robert, Robert Yates, who was monitoring NASCAR, he grabbed my arm and said, tell him to keep going. Keep going hard. They're going to black flag the five car. And it's like, they're going to do what? <laughs> he said, they're going to black flag the five car. And sure enough, when they came back around for the checkered flag, they threw the black flag on the five car and the checkered flag on the 28 car. Bill France Jr. had made that call from the tower to black flag the five car for rough driving. What do you think of that call? I mean, today, looking back on it. I mean, I know you won the race because of it, but, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of bump and run goes on every week, especially not 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 any particular track. It, it's everywhere. Uh do you do you, uh, do you like that you won that race, uh, or if you had it to do over again, would just you just assume them left it alone? Well, I'm never going to turn the checkered flag down. It's I know. Too hard to come no, by. don't turn it um, down. And I'm very glad they made that call that day. And as we all know, they don't put asterisks by wins. It'll show that 1991 banquet 300 was won by Davy Allison with no asterisk. But no, that call would never be made today. Right. And honestly, that call, it was kind of a one-off. But, you know, it's easy to look back now. Of course, we're, you know, we're talking 32 years ago. It makes me wonder, what had Ricky done to tick NASCAR off? He had to have done something that didn't sit right with, with Bill France, Jr. And you know Bill France, Jr., for years and years and years, it was a benevolent dictatorship, and he said, Okay, I'll show you who's boss. <laughs> well, he had time to think about it too, Larry. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, oh and, yeah. And he I kind of two I, minutes. <laughs> I love I love all the people involved. You, Davey, uh, Ricky Rudd, uh, Waddell Wilson. We talked to him all the time, but I had to sort of agree with that call. Uh, I hate it for Ricky, and uh, it, it was unprecedented, and uh, you know the bump and run and the whole thing. But y'all really had. Uh, heck of a lead and if he had done it on the last lap instead of the next to last lap i don't think that call would ever come into it but uh it, it was a good call i have to hats off to, to france about that and uh, like i say that 28 took the second flag Reynolds took the second flag and that's what matters larry you know he might have been mad at the other rick which was hendrick i mean maybe maybe that's who he was uh Jill, uh, you, Bill France had you, uh, something in his crawl with. You, you never know. But, you know, we were over there. You know, that was back in the day before there were, were garages at Sonoma. <laughs> and we were over there kind of across the way from the NASCAR hauler tearing the car down for, for the inspection. And, you know, we just went about our business. And I saw Waddell and his wife and his kids and the whole five bunch. They were over there. At the NASCAR hauler, I mean, just just all but ready to to burn the NASCAR trailer down. <laughs> and Richard Childress came over to Robert and I, and he said, "Y'all need to get over there that trailer. They're gonna screw y'all back out of this win." And Robert said, "Richard, appreciate the heads up, but we're just gonna take care of business. If we go over there and get in the middle of it, that means we're questioning what NASCAR did." Which yeah. he was absolutely right. But when I knew we were going to be okay is when one of Waddell's sons came out of the NASCAR hauler, 
turned back around and looked at Bill French Jr. and flipped him off with both hands. I said, we're going to be just fine now. <laughs> oh, that, that, that sealed the deal right there. You don't do that. We're talking to Larry McReynolds, the great Larry McReynolds, America's crew chief. Larry, we had uh, some new electees come into the Hall of Fame this week, or we'll be inducted next time with uh, Chad Knauss and uh, Jimmy Johnson, of course that go hand in hand. I don't know how you could do one without the other. And, of course, uh, Donnie Allison, which I know we were all here at, at Start Your Engines were glad about. And, and me being a big Indy fan and stock cars, of course, I, I was tickled to see uh, Janet Guthrie get in there. Your thoughts? Yeah, I felt like they got it 100% right. You, you know, as far as the modern era ballot, uh, all 10 of the the men that were on that ballot are, are Hall of Famers, and they will be. But when you look at two guys that won seven championships, hmm. Jimmy Johnson has 83 wins, cup wins, and about 12-plus crown jewel races, you know, the Dayton yeah. on the 500, the Coke 600, the Southern 500, the Brickyard 400. And every bit of his success came with Chad Canals. Now, I know on record, Chad is only credited with 81 wins with Jimmy because he was suspended for a couple of races a number of years ago. Actually, it was for one of Jimmy's Daytona 500 wins. But then Chad did come back and get another win to get to 82 because he got a win with William Byron. Hmm. Honestly, not to take anything away from those other eight men, if you took all of their wins and championships and combined them, it wouldn't even still come close to those two guys that that were voted on, so I was really glad for both of them. I wasn't sure about the Pioneer ballot. I certainly was hopeful that Donnie Allison was going to be the guy. Uh, but when you look at the fact that, you know, Banjo Matthews was on there, Sam Art, a two-time Xfinity Series champion, I knew that was going to be tough, but I know I was certainly delighted because they, uh, Donnie, he's still an ambassador, big ambassador for this sport today. He's still at the racetrack. He's still doing things for NASCAR. And nobody has probably been in a Daytona 500 commercial more than than Donnie Allison with the 79, uh, as Ken Squire said, the fight. And to me, a NASCAR Hall of Famer is about your numbers, but it's also about your contributions to the sport. Uh, So I think they got it right with Donnie. And, of course, a a big part of that is just my heart speaking because the Allisons mean the world to me. And then Janet Guthrie, very well-deserving you know, the first lady to compete in the Daytona 500. Heck, I think it was in 1976 or 1977. She finished sixth at Bristol, 500 laps at Bristol. And, you know, to be, I know we're a NASCAR Hall of Fame, but to be the first female to compete in the Daytona 500 and the Indianapolis 500, uh, I've bet Janet a couple times. I remember that number 68 Kelly girl car. Uh, I, I think they got it right this time, and I don't know of anybody out there that could challenge that they didn't get it right. You know, Joe Frisson told me one time that, uh, and you know what a storyteller he is was, but he said he there was a stack of tires there about maybe four or five tires high, and she walked up and picked them, the one off the top and, uh, and, and you know, lifted it over her head and put it back and said, these things aren't so heavy, and they weigh about 80 <laughs> pounds, don't they? She was a, oh, yeah. she was a strapping woman. Yeah, she just uh, a sweet lady, and uh, you know she did she did a a lot with a little the time she spent here in in NASCAR, and I just was really thrilled to see her you know 
get that uh, landmark award. Yeah, no doubt about it. Larry, you know, one question I had, and uh, me and Perry were talking about it, you're in the Hall of Fame somehow or another, ain't you? No, I, you know, and that's not for me to comment on. I'm, I'm not a self-promoter. I, I don't. I don't know that I'm Hall of Fame worthy. I, of course, you know, and good I, well, But you're still active now. You're very well, active, so maybe maybe the pulling that pulling that rig on, you know. Well, I think I, I think there's a lot of people in that in that room that's not big Larry Mack fans, but I that I don't lose sleep over that. You know, I I lay my head down every single night and go to sleep and go. You know what? I, I've done everything I can every single day. I feel like I've been a good ambassador for the sport and still today, and what happens will happen. I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Well, i tell you one thing. You will get in, but you're in some pretty good company because Smokey Eunuch should have been, in, the, in my opinion, the first or second class, and he's not in and probably won't ever get in until a lot of people pass away. <laughs> probably right. I, I look at people that were my hero, though. Jake Elder, Herb Nab. Oh, yeah. You mentioned Smokey Eunuch, talked about Banjo Matthews. You know, I, I hope these men get on the ballot, and some of them are already, but I certainly hope some of them get in the Hall of Fame soon because they're very worthy of it. Well, Larry, uh, we've already run over about five minutes with you, longer than uh, than we were going to pay you for, so uh, we, uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> like you. Ali said, that nobody wrote a check. Yeah. I hear you. We all do this, <laughs> we, we all do this for free, I'll be honest with you. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. We watch you every week. Uh, Promote something. What you got? You got a website and some things going on, right? Yeah, we've got the the website we revamped about a year ago, LarryMcReynolds.com. And, and, you know, even though NBC has the races now, we still do a lot of stuff on FS1. I'm actually in the studio tomorrow on FS1. We still do a race day pre-race show. Still have race hub Monday through Friday. They still have the trucks all the way through the end of the year. So, Still very present. We'll be back, of course, in February with our 24th season of wow. NASCAR mm. Fox, which is very hard to believe. But you can follow me on a bunch of social media platforms on Twitter at LarryMac28. Just joined up on this new thread, which is a little complicated, but LarryMac28, and then on Instagram as well, LarryMac28. So we're we're pretty active out there right now. Well, that's great, and. Uh... Stay good friends with Greg so he can uh, get you back next year. I, we'll probably be back for number seven to keep this show rolling. And you're uh, you're one we look forward to every year. Yep, Larry, you know you call me anytime because me and you, you always be friends. It. And, and uh, likewise, and likewise. And you, you get thinking about something or something gets on your mind, just, just call Gregory. Just call Gregory Moore because uh, we're great friends. Appreciate it. Well, it's a two-way street. Appreciate you guys very, very much. Thank you all for everything you do. Thank you. Thank you very much, Larry, and uh, you're the best. You guys take care. Have a great day and enjoy the Michigan races. Okay. Thank you very much. That's Larry McReynolds, and I tell you, Greg, he's uh, easy to talk to. Oh, he's easy man to talk I can't, to. I can't imagine somebody misliking him, but like he said, he was in some, some heated stuff, but... Uh, you know, we all were at one time or another, you know. Uh, well, I tell you what, let's take a break and come back. Got a little behind schedule there with Larry, but it's always worth it when you get a guest like that. You ain't kidding. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. <laughs> 
You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Road, lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Set your alarm. All right. I've added it to reminders. 7 a.m. Every weekday, Spartanburg's Best Sports is on Bumpin' the Rock. Hosted by Tyler Sugar. That's the guy. That's the hero. We're talking sports and other stuff. Hear from local high school and college coaches, including USC Upstate, Clemson, and South Carolina. Two hours to begin your day. The Bumpin' Runway. Right here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Uh... A little bit behind schedule, but that's okay. And it's great having Larry McReynolds. I just, I just love people that are fun to interview. I mean, we get every week we have a guest, and and I'm not going to say they're all equal because some of them, I, 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 we wouldn't have them on if they weren't good, and we thought had something to say and share with our listeners. But uh, some are just uh, more favorites, you know. And uh, Larry McReynolds, Johnny Rutherford, guys like that. Uh, Mike Helton, those are those are favorites. Anyway, let's move on. And I don't think we have ever been ninety-one minutes into the show without mentioning Jerry, Jeremy Clements, who uh, 
Boy, I tell you what, he had a rough one last week. Um, I, I hated it for him up all the way up there in Wisconsin at Elkhart Lake at Road America, where he won back in 2017. And it was the uh, Road America 180. He, uh, as we mentioned on last week's show, and a lot of you know, uh, he, he crashed uh, qualifying or practicing on Friday. So uh, they weren't able to repair that car. And when we left the air last Saturday, we didn't know what the outcome of that would be. And they had to go to the backup car, which uh, was painted differently a little bit and uh, even had a different sponsor. And he had to start at the rear, and I tell you what, he came all the way up through there. It took him all race to get there, and, of course, attrition had a lot to do with him getting up towards the front. But on the last restart, I believe he was someplace like um, he was in the top ten, and it looked like with uh, just a few turns to go, of course, they were concentrating on the battle for the lead with Sam Mayer and Parker Klingerman, which I can understand that, but they didn't mention it at all as far as I know and still haven't as far as I know uh, that the the battle like in the top ten a little further back um, with uh, just a couple of turns to go the last I knew Jeremy was going to finish fifth maybe even better I I, I was secretly hoping uh, it wasn't much of a secret that, that Mayor and Klingerman would take each other out but it didn't happen unfortunately uh, Jeremy got taken out and he said it was with three turns to go and you have to take his word for it because I haven't seen any footage of it. I don't. They just. I don't know if they got anything of it or not. But um, he was involved with uh, some of the front runners, uh, which was um, Almondinger was one of them. I think Hemrick was one of them, and uh, I don't remember who the other one was right now. But they were battling for position in the top five, and uh, and. and had a crash, you know. I think maybe it was Cole Custer. And, um, you know, Jeremy got on the wrong end of the stick. I Always, as I said, I text him usually the day after the race. and uh, But I texted him uh, the day of the race. It was late Saturday. And I said, you know, Jeremy, I can't stand it any longer. What happened? And uh, he said he was taken out in uh, somebody, else, somebody else's mess. And let's see if I can pull it up here and I'll tell you exactly what he said. Um, so, you know, that was the first I knew about it. And I, I think actually that, uh, Mike Hill had texted me saying, what the heck happened to him? He said, uh, the race, uh, he said he got turned around with three corners to go by the 27, which is Jeb, uh, Burton, 11, which is Hemrick and 10, which is, uh, was Almondinger. It wasn't Cole Custer in the accident. That they were racing each other, and he got the worst of it. And uh, and then I heard him on another show, and it must have been Open Mike Daily, and I didn't get to hear all of it. But what I did hear him say was that uh, he got two apology, apologies, and uh, and then I guess somebody else called him up and apologized. But uh, the others were by text. But he sort of got screwed. Had a good finish going, um, wasn't in the cards. And the winner was Sam Mayer, who was kind of on a hot streak. In fact, I think he's on the pole today. Second was Parker Klingerman. Third, Austin Hill. Fourth, and a kind of a surprise, was Sage Karam, an IndyCar driver pretty much. But he uh, started sixth, so it shouldn't have been too much of a surprise. Riley Herbst was fifth. Uh, Josh Berry, speaking of him, was uh, sixth. I think Josh Berry's on the pole today. I misspoke just now. 
Kaz Grala was seventh and a good finish for him. Eighth uh, was Josh Balicki. Ninth, A.J. Allmendinger. And tenth, Brandon Jones. Jeremy went from fifth to 27th in just a, in just a heartbeat, and that was a crying shame. Um, he's still going to have to... Uh, He's still going to have to win one, it looks like, to get into the playoffs. I don't believe, uh, well, he doesn't have time to catch him on points. But I can tell you there's six races left until the playoffs. And they are at Michigan, the road course at Indianapolis, Watkins Glen. So that's two road courses right there. Daytona, Darlington, and Kansas. He is 183 points. He's still in 19th. He's been there chained down in 19th just about the whole season. Doesn't have a top 10 yet. Should have had one last week, of course. But he's 183 points behind Sheldon Creed, who is the last car uh, in the playoffs as it stands right now. And uh, those standings are, I'll just go ahead and read them. Austin Hill's got four wins. He's first. John Hunter Nemechek has got four wins. He's second. Cole Custer's third with two wins. The next five guys have one win, and that's Justin Allgaier fourth. Sam Mayer fifth. Chandler Smith sixth. Sammy Smith, 7th, and Jeb Burton, 8th. <coughs> Excuse me. And ninth uh, is Josh Berry, 10th, Daniel Hemrick, 11th, Riley Herbst, and 12th, Sheldon Creed. On the outside, trying to squeeze in there and uh, almost uh, almost won him a race last week, but uh, in 13th, on the outside, looking in is Parker Klingerman, followed by Brandon Jones. By the way, Parker is uh, 22 points. Uh, over the cut line. Brandon Jones, 14th. Brett Moffitt, 15th. And uh, you go back to Jeremy in 19th. So, uh, got to win one, Jeremy. Mission, Michigan be a good place to start. They qualified yesterday, and I believe he's starting 27th. Greg? Yep. i tell you what. Uh, Jeremy's got to win a race. Out of those, those tracks there, it is the possibilities are just, you know, the, the cards are kind of against him, but you can always pull one out, you know, when when the other guy's time ain't, ain't right. And I think he's going to do it. Well, I, I thought he was going to do it all year long, and he's got he's got some road courses. We know he's good there. We say that all the time. And he was good last week in a backup car, a backup car that he said, uh, I think I heard him say on open mic, that uh, he hadn't even sat in it. He didn't even have a chance to practice it. I don't think he got a single lap of practice. He may have got to take it around and a couple of times. Great. But, uh they tuned it and and uh, did what they had to do, massaged it during the race, and he, he was in the hunt. He was there at the end, but uh, through no fault of his own, got taken out. Let's look at the trucks real quick. And they ran last Saturday at uh, Richmond. And, oh, let me back up. The next race for Xfinity is the – I got it. I think I can see it. Thank you, Greg. Is the Cabo Wabo. And I don't know. I guess I'm pronouncing that right. I don't have I any – You're right. What is it? Carbo Warbo. <laughs> you know, I think it's you don't Latin know. America or something. I don't know. It's the Cabo Wabo 250, and if it's Latin America, it's in Michigan. And that's today at uh, 3 o'clock, I believe. 3.30 on NBC. They're on the big network again. Okay, let's do the trucks real quick. They raced last week, and uh, they ran the Worldwide Express 250 at Richmond. And it was won by Carson Hosevar, and this was the last chance for anybody to get into the the playoffs. This was their last their cutoff race, and I made the uh, statement that it'd probably be a pretty good race. People trying to 
fight to get that last that last spot, well, it was not a that interesting as far as that goes. The race was good, but uh, uh, Stuart Friesen, I guess, was the out, guy on the outside looking in, and he just he couldn't he couldn't do much about it. But Carson Hosefar was the winner. Time Majeski second, third Zane Smith, fourth Jake Garcia, fifth Matt Mills, driving for Kyle Busch, eleventh Corey. I'm sorry, number eleven and sixth was Corey Heim, seventh Matt Crafton, eighth Nick Sanchez, ninth Grant Enfinger, and tenth is Will, William Solovich. Uh, who's come over from ARCA. So here's your guys in the playoff. This is the standings. Of course, they will reset the standings. Uh, this will be the the twelve guy, the 10 guys that made it in. They only take 10. Corey Heim is first, second, Zane Smith, third, Carson Hosevar. Uh, Heim and Zane have uh, two wins each. Carson is third, but he's actually got three wins, and that's what I said. They're going to reset the points, so Carson may be the points leader when all is said and done. Um, fourth is Christian Eckes, fifth Grant Enfinger, sixth Ty Majeski, seventh Ben Rhodes, eighth Nick Sanchez, ninth Matt D. Benedetto, and tenth is Matt Crafton. The first guy that didn't make it in was Stuart Friesen, and that is the reset of the points, by the way. Uh, so uh, even though Hosevar has three wins, he did not. Uh, he's not leading the points, but he's nine points out of first place. Uh, so, anyway, they run again, uh, not this week. They will run next Friday, and that will be at 9 p.m. Um, at Indianapolis Raceway Park on the half mile up there uh, across town from the Speedway in the T-Sport 200, and that will be, as all of their races are, on FS1, and uh, that will be their first race of the playoffs. Let's take a break. Come back and take it to the checkered flag. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Road, lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. 
A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or cobble meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines on this beautiful Saturday morning. Um, Greg, I'm ashamed of you. You don't know what Cabo Wabo is. Well, I, I should have known. Well, I've seen it. I don't think I've drank it, but I have seen it. <laughs> we got a text. Well, I know we got three li- two listeners other than ourselves. I know we got Mike Hill and uh, the boss Ryan Delaney's up in uh, Michigan, and he just texted me a picture of the sign. I guess hanging in the garage area or in the somewhere. It looked like uh, over an entrance that says Cabo Wabo. Tequila. So I, I would have thought you'd have known that maybe you'll get your bottle here when we go to well, see we, our buddy after we, Applebee's. We might. We might. <laughs> see what it's like. Oh, I, We'll I, drink some of it while you're watching the Cabo Wabo 250 this afternoon. Yeah. I, I, hey, I, I tried the Junior Johnson Moonshine one time. And, uh, it was a real deal. Okay. Well, he had some real deal at one time. Oh, he, yeah. And he went on vacation in Chillicothe, Ohio for about a year and a half, I believe, for uh, back in the mid-50s. But thank you, Ryan. De- <laughs> thank you, Ryan Delaney, for uh, texting that because I didn't have a clue what it was. And what was it, the week before? I didn't know what. Uh, I don't remember now. Something, and it turned out to be lemonade. So uh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's look at Indy. 
And I tell you what, Greg, they got one of my favorite races of the year this week, which is in the streets of Nashville, where they go across that bridge, and it's all windy and twisty. And uh, that is called the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. And that will be Sunday at 3 o'clock on NBC. Uh, They didn't run last week. They hadn't run since Iowa when they had that doubleheader that uh, um, Joseph Newgarden won both both, uh, heats of. Well, actually, they weren't heats. They were two separate races uh, on back-to-back days. But anyway, the points for uh, Indy, it's still a pretty good lead for Alex Pillow, who has a 98-point lead over Joseph Newgarden, who not only won both the Iowa races but the Indianapolis 500. Third is Scott Dixon. Fourth, Patricio O'Ward. Fifth, Marcus Erickson. Sixth, that's what I meant to ask Larry about, was the New Zealanders that are coming up into our sport here lately. But Scott McLaughlin is sixth, and he was a New Zealander. He drives for Penske. Seventh is Will Power. Eighth is Christian Lungard, who got his first win a few weeks ago. I believe that was up in Canada. Ninth is Colton Herta. And tenth, Alexander Rossi. Um... They, uh, as I said, will race tomorrow, and that is at 3 o'clock on NBC, and they're pretty much going head-to-head with the stock cars at Michigan. So uh, uh, just either tape one or switch back and forth in between them. Formula One, Greg. No, let's do Emson next because uh, they are in action this week, and we're probably going to need to talk to Mike Hill here pretty soon. That's right. The uh, They are in um, the... The EMSA Sports Car Weekend, and that is, uh, you know, I didn't write down where it is. Text it to me real quick, Mike. I don't, I, I, I should know that. Is it Lime Rock? I think, is it Lime Rock, Ohio? I'm not sure. Uh, but Pipo Durrani and Alexander Sims are still leading uh, the point standings there. They got a 10-point lead over the BMW of Nick Yololi and Tyler Schugert's buddy, Connor DeFilippi. Third is Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor. Fourth, Nick Tandy and Ma- uh, Matthew Jaminet. Sorry. And fifth is Seabass, uh, Sebastian Bourdais, and Ringer Vanderzandy. And uh, that uh, race will be tomorrow. And they are at Elkhart Lake. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> I'm glad we got. I, we like got it. I like Elkhart Lake. We got all kinds of backup. Thank you so much for texting me that. Uh, I wrote down the name of the race and the date of the race and the time of the race, but I didn't write down where it was going, and I just slipped my mind. But that will be one, too. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I got the uh, go to the TV here in a minute. I think that comes on like maybe at 11 in the morning, the pre-race or the race itself. It's a three-hour race, but uh, it, will be, uh, it will be the first one that you'll watch tomorrow because let's go to Formula One, which is just incredible. The way that uh, Max Verstappen is just dominating. He won again uh, at, at uh, Spa, Spa Francorchamps in Belgium, which I guess was his, uh, what was that, Greg, his ninth or tenth win. I, I mean, it's getting so, it's, a, it's, it's a, incredible. I, 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 I usually write it down, but I didn't this week. And the only other two that he didn't win, his teammate won. So Red Bull is just uh, oh, they're making just, a joke of it. They, they really are. They really are, uh, and and it, they're just a powerhouse. I don't know. Like uh, they drink like's never like's never been seen before. I mean, maybe they all sit around and drink Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, I tried one one time. Keep you up. Put keep me up. Took me out. 
I'll throw you down. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so the point standings in Formula One. Uh, Max Verstappen, of course, is the points leader. He um, is followed by his teammate, Sergio Perez. Third is a Ferrari of Charles Leclerc. Fourth, Lewis Hamilton, of course, in the Mercedes. Fifth is Fernando Alonso. Sixth, George Russell. Seventh, Lando Norris. He is in a McLaren. Eighth is Esteban Ocon in an Alpine. Ninth is Lance Stroll in an Aston Martin. And tenth is Yuki Tsunona, at, and, uh, and he's in an uh, Alpha Tori. That was the results of, uh, of Spa. The point standings is, as I said, with 125 unmatchable point lead, they're not even going to get close to him, it doesn't look like, is Max Verstappen, and a 125-point lead is over his teammate, Sergio Perez, third, Fernando Alonso, fourth, Lewis Hamilton, fifth, George Russell, sixth, Charles Leclerc, seventh, Carlos Sainz, eighth, Lando Norris, ninth, Lance Stahl, and tenth is Oscar Piastri. Um, go back to the results for uh, Spa, and it was, again, pretty pathetic for uh, the Haas Formula One team, the MoneyGram Haas car of Kevin Magnuson started 16th and finished 15th. Uh, Logan Sargent for Williams from Boca Raton, he started 18th and finished 17th. And Nico Hulkenberg started 20th and finished 18th. So they're, they're just... I still pull for Bowman. They're, uh, they're at the end of the pack, and uh, that's pretty much where they're going to stay. TV. Let's talk about what's going to be on TV. Um, today, start out with, uh, in fact, it on right now is uh, IndyCar practice from Nashville is on Peacock at um, 12.30 cup qualifying from Michigan and that is on USA at um, 12.10 I'm sorry 2.10 on MSA TV if you can find that will be the WeatherTech uh, sports car qualifying of course that's the Wheeling engineering team that we pull for Wheeling uh, Action Express Motorsports and then they will, um, yeah, they qualify at 210. Then IndyCar qualifying will be on Peacock at 245 from Nashville. And then at 330 is the Xfinity race, and it is on NBC, the, the, main, uh, the main NBC channel, channel 4 around here, and that, of course, is from Michigan. And then uh, IndyCar practice again at 625 on Peacock. Tomorrow... According to what I've got here, live at 11 o'clock, the MSO WeatherTech Sports Car Series uh, will be your uh, your first event. There won't be a Formula One race. In fact, let me back up again. I do this all the time. Formula One is off until um, August 27th when they go to Zandvoort, which is the uh, Dutch Grand Prix. And uh, hopefully in the next three weeks, the other 21 team. 21 cars can figure out something to do about the. They had to put a bounty on him, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know how they, they, they keep they wouldn't put up, or anything. They wouldn't put up with that at Cherokee Speedway or something. No, no I don't think. They'd so. put a bounty out there on him. Okay. Uh, Sunday, August 6th. So 11 o'clock on USA at Road America will be the WeatherTech Sports Car Series. I'll be watching that one for sure. Then at 12 30. And I don't know where I got 3 o'clock on the other sheet I wrote down. This is saying 12.30 to 2.30. 
is the uh, IndyCar race on NBC and Peacock from Nashville. That's a little more reasonable since they won't, that means they won't be going head-to-head with NASCAR, which is probably wise. That is wise. But it's a good race, and I swear I, I really enjoy watching it. And um, then the cup race is at 2.30, and that's on USA. So that's what you've got to look forward to. Uh, best of luck to the Wheeling Motorsports team. Mike, I know you're listening. We may, we may need you next week to tell us what's going on, and hopefully you can talk about a winner. And We always need Mike. We all well. He's the he's the Mike's the best. Also the best is Lanny McKinney. We can't forget about Lanny. Lanny maintains the Budmore Engineering website. He's got us a website. I need to get on and mess around with, and um, he does our podcast, which I listen to every week, and he does a great job. And if we have some sort of screw up, like when the something happens at the first of the show, or I didn't push a button, he he'll, he'll fill it in and make it the podcast sound like sound like something. So, uh, uh, Greg, you got some birthday wishes yep. here. We got yep. two minutes. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, I just want to wish happy birthday wishes to my brother Brent. How, how did you say he is? Well, he's born in 1950, August well, August 2nd. Put him about 73, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Uh, everybody, I've told a story. I was playing darts with Brent one time and stuck one up in the back of his hand. I don't think he could handle that anymore. No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't do he it. He can't anymore. handle that, but. Uh, birthday wishes go out to uh, Missy and Candy, my nieces. Uh, their birthday is Monday. Uh, just want to thank the Delaney's, my brothers, my nieces, my sister-in-law. I really want to thank my wife a lot. And uh, matter of fact, officially on the 7th, not to compare puppy dogs with, with nieces, but Coco, the wonder dog. This isn't a comparison. Yeah. Uh, uh, her birthday is on August 7th. Well, that's good. Coco the Wonder Dog. Oh, and I do want to make another thing. You know, talk about favorite racetracks. Uh, I know that Daryl loves Talladega, but me and Brandy, of all the racetracks, you know, we like all of them. Daytona, all of them. We got a partial. We, I love Watkins Glen. You know, we had the Trans Am there, yeah. and we saw so much stuff go on. We won it. Well, let me make this point. The first two stock car races they ever ran at Watkins Glen in 1957, Buck Baker won it driving a Budmore Chevrolet. Actually, it was Buck Chevrolet, but Bud was twisting the wrenches. He, he began. They yep. didn't come back for seven years, and when they came back in 1964, Billy Wade won from the pole position in a Budmore and Mercury. Left here, yep. got gone, and it was just uh, so. Budmore knew his way around Watkins Glen. That's for sure. Yeah, love it. Well, they'll be there uh, next week. That's where they'll be going. So, uh, look, that was a great show, Greg. But get us a decent guest next week. Will you do that? I'm tired of people like Larry McReynolds Johnny Rutherford. Those no-names. Has-beens. All those (laughs) has-beens and no-names. Greg, you couldn't do any better. Those are just fantastic guests. You get us a – no, you'll come through for us next week, and we'll be back with Deb and the whole crew. Hopefully, Ronnie will be back. We don't have any time, Greg. So, uh, you – Natalie, get our table ready. We're on the way. I beat Greg to it. And uh, everybody have a good week. Watch out for the yellow jacket and keep it between the fences.
You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith said a short time ago that